This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Are you sick and tired of the holidays being just a disaster instead of being the wonderful experience you want every year? Well, we're going to change that. I'm going to give you several tips today that are going to make this the best holiday ever. Just some simple things that'll turn it around. One of the two main frustrations that clients will come to me for during this time is the person who complains every year how they do everything for everybody else and nobody recognizes them, and then the person who's hyper-controlling and has to have everything their way. We can all relate to those experiences, right? Well, let's talk about the first one. The person who does everything for everybody, buys the gifts, makes the dinner, goes out of their way, and then at the end of the holiday, they call everybody up and complain to their family members how Joe didn't, you know, recognize that I gave him this gift and mom didn't see it. What a great dinner. And dad complained about the mashed potatoes, you know. So all they do is recount how nobody noticed what they've done. Well, unfortunately for this person, they're setting up their own demise. And what they don't realize is they're doing what's called giving themselves away. In other words, what's a gift? A gift is something we give freely, right? We just do it out of the love of our heart. And these people, their heart is to give, but they're over giving. They're doing too much. And the proof of that is the anger and resentment afterwards. So here's the first key. If you're that person who's doing too much and every year you're complaining how nobody recognizes the efforts you've done, is to look at it and ask yourself, before you make that dinner for everybody, before you buy all those presents, before you go out of your way to do all these wonderful things for other people, you need to ask yourself three questions. One, will I ever bring this up in the future that I did this? Two, will I ever keep score? How, you know, and use this, maybe six months later, Susie, your sister, asks for something, you go, well, I did this for you at Christmas, you owe me. Or number three, will you have any resentment? If you think anything that you might do during this holiday season is going to bring up any one of those three, then you can't do it. Because do you see you're not giving freely? It's actually, you know, a, a backdoor subconscious manipulation. Do you see that you're doing it in the expectation of getting something back? You want recognition. Well, a true gift, we recognize ourselves. We're like, I just love doing it. It made me feel good about me. I don't expect anything in return from somebody else. Now, what they're ultimately what that means is there's something deeper. You were taught in childhood that it was your job to never take care of yourself and you had to take care of everybody else. And so your anger and resentment, the keeping score, all of that actually is a much deeper issue. It goes back to that sense of I'm guilty or I'm bad. Maybe you had an alcoholic parent or a drug-addicted parent or your parents were divorced and you had to take care of one of the parents. And that's ultimately the cause of the problem is unhealed pain from childhood, the inability to stand up for yourself, 
the inability to make your own life a priority. You had to give yourself away to please everybody. It was the, it was a survival mechanism. I'm not denigrating you or saying you're a bad person. It's actually a wonderful gift. You found a great way to survive a very difficult childhood, but now it's boomeranging back and it's still suffocating you. You're reliving that pain and trauma of childhood. So if that's you, you're going to want to seek professional help from someone like myself or someone who's skilled in codependence and these types of dynamics. Because for you, and if this is you and you're listening to this, even the thought of not doing it creates this massive feeling of I'm bad if I don't do this for everybody else. You're caught in this double bind. You can see the truth of, oh my God, he's right. I, I am expecting something in return. I'm not giving this freely, but to not do it would mean I'm guilty or bad. And so if I go get help for it, I'm going to be the bad kid. That's how deeply ingrained the shame that was placed into you is, is that whichever way you go, you feel like you lose. And that's why it's so important that you reach out and get help is to take you out of that. Because the truth is this, you have an incredible heart. It just got trained to be used in a way that works against you, not for you. And so the way you're giving is putting yourself in deprivation, putting yourself in anger and resentment and pain. It's not elevating you. It's not creating freedom in your life and connection in your life. It's actually creating separation because do you see when you call and complain, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody gives you the empathy and concern that you're looking for. Nobody's recognizing you. And so if you don't deal with it, you're caught, you're always caught in this place of being alone, just like in childhood when you had to stop living your own life and take care of everybody else. So if you truly want connection, if you truly want to be recognized by yourself first, I mean, that's really what you're going for is the recognition of, my God, I have a beautiful heart and my parents or caregivers were perfectly imperfect. And because of their own pain, unfortunately, I had to take care of them or my siblings or whoever it may be, but I had to give my life away for them. And so there's, you're not a bad person. You just got, you know, taught a way that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first piece is to recognize if you're giving yourself away that 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 actually will never work. You'll never get the recognition because you're, no, you're not recognizing yourself. You, you have to do it from a place where those three conditions, remember, these are the three questions. Am I ever going to bring this up in the future? Am I ever going to keep score? And will I ever feel resentment? If you think you will, then you have to say no. You have to say, I'm not making Christmas dinner this year. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not buying presents for everybody. I have to let that go. All right. Now, if you're on the receiving end of somebody like that, I'll get to that in a minute of how to handle that. Okay. I'm also going to give you for the person caught in that, you just, I'm going to describe the other one. Then I'm going to give you solutions on how to start saying no. Okay. So just hang on for both of those. Now, the second situation is the people that have to have it their own way, right? I, we run into that all the time. No, I want this on the dinner table. I want it at this time. We're doing it at this place. And they just bulldoze everybody. Well, this is very similar to the first instance. Um, this is a person who's scared to death. 
And so they're hyper-controlling everything so that they can feel safe. Again, it goes back to childhood. They had no safety. And so they're hyper-controlling everyone and everything. And if they don't get their way, they feel chaotic. And so they can tend to be a bully. Well, remember, I mean, everyone knows that, uh, you know, uh, the bully on the schoolyard, the only reason they're acting so big is because they feel so small. Now, again, this isn't to denigrate this person. This person's in tremendous pain. They're doing the best they can, but they were so abandoned and so neglected that the only, well, the, it's not the only, but it's the coping skill that they chose to survive this was to get really big, really demanding, really controlling. So how do we deal with those two? How do we start saying no? Well, I'm going to give you two magic phrases that work in every situation at every time. And they even you don't even have to say the word no. And this works for both of these dynamics. So let's take the controlling person first who demands everything be their way, right? Well, as they make their demands, you go, you know, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. That's the first magic phrase. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Because if you've been dealing with a hyper-controlling person, they probably scare you. And the thought of standing up to them and saying no is, t is terrifying. And so that buys you time. Plus, it's not a yes or a no. They're so used to getting their way, they'll probably be a little confused by it, but they'll go, ah, they'll do what I want anyway, right? Now, that allows you, the person who's hearing that, to go off and ask yourself those three questions. Can I do this without keeping score? Can I do this without bringing it up in the future? And can I do this without resentment? If you can't, then here's magic phrase number two. You know, mom, I've thought about it, and that just doesn't work for me. That's the single greatest magic phrase, because no matter what their response, you're going to get out of the situation. Because do you see, here's, here's the problem with saying no. The reason why it's so difficult for everyone. Remember childhood? We couldn't say no to our parents. What happened if we tried? We'd get sent to our room. We might even got punished. We had to say yes. And so there's an epidemic in society in the world of inability to say no because we were so ingrained in childhood that it's not okay to say no to our parents. And so even if you're 50 years old, the thought of saying no to mom or dad, brother, sister, co-workers, anyone scares the living hell out of everybody. I just posted a video of a client of mine, Patrick, incredibly successful lawyer. And he, you know, he'd done really well, but it wasn't until he learned these two magic phrases that all of a sudden he became a top hundred lawyer. Um, and is now his law firm is the leading um, real estate law firm in the state. It all because he started to say no. But even he said in this little testimonial video, he talks about, man, that first time I said that magic phrase, I felt like I was going to throw up. I felt sick to my stomach. I was afraid, oh my God, no one's going to like me. No one's going to hire me. Everyone's going to think I'm selfish because we're all taught, especially during the holiday season, we have to give, right? Well, we can't give if we're keeping score, if we're bringing it up in the future and holding resentment. That is not giving. That's manipulative. That's abusive to the other person because do you see, we're angry at them. How is that a gift? Do you see how we're doing these things for them, but then we're going to beat 
take the billy club to him about how we did these things for him. There's no gift in that. Like, I don't want that gift. Do you see the cost of your giving to me is you're going to resent me. You're going to throw it in my face and I'm going to owe you. Well, you could buy me a brand new house, car, whatever it is. No, thank you. Because I know you're going to just destroy me if I accept it, unless I acknowledge you perfectly or do something that you want. There's a massive cost to that. So that's the way you handle somebody who demands it to be their way. You know, mom, I've thought about this and it just doesn't work for me. What do you mean it doesn't work for you? Well, it just doesn't work for me, mom. Well, this is what we've done every year. Why are you changing it this year? Because it just doesn't work for me. What do you mean it doesn't work for you? That just doesn't even make sense. Well, it just doesn't work for me. Well, I don't understand that. Tell me what that means. What part of it doesn't doesn't work for you? Well, mom, it just doesn't work for me. Do you see there isn't any single thing they can say that will suck you into the debate. You're not a child anymore. You don't have to explain yourself. You can repeat that magic phrase, it just doesn't work for me, to anything they say. It takes you out of that dynamic and allows them to deal with the feelings that they're creating in themselves. You're you're not responsible for fixing that. That isn't giving because look at the other side. For years, you've been doing it their way and every year you show up and you sit there eating that food angry, resentful, ticked off. You end up being passive aggressive. You end up walking out of there drunk, say something stupid. Is that loving? Is that really loving? Are you really giving and being connected and kind during the holiday season when you keep saying yes to something you want to say no to? No, that's the cause of the discord is the inability to say no. The inability, the inability to ask yourself those three questions. Will I keep score? Will I throw it in their face? Or will I have any resentment? If you think that's going to happen, you have to use the magic phrases. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. That'll buy you time to look at those questions, build up the reserves and the strength to then come back and say, you know, I've thought about it. And that just doesn't work for me. And then no matter what they say, you repeat the phrase. You don't have to explain yourself. It just doesn't work for you. Here's the other thing. Do you see how it's not an attack? Because we've all been yelled at by our parents. No, don't do that. Whenever we hear the word no, we all feel assaulted. It's like you're hurting me. You're coming after me because we still have that remnant of pain of childhood of our parents demanding that no out of us. And so the magic phrase takes all of that away. It places responsibility on me. It has nothing to do with them. Do you see that? There's no attack. Because do you hear the phrasing? You know, I've thought about it. It just doesn't work for me. There's no attack in that. There's no judgment of them. There's no telling them they have to be different or do it your way. You're just describing that it doesn't work for you. That's how you can start shifting the family dynamic because everyone's been caught in this, especially during the holiday season. We've all been sold a complete lie that the only way to get things in life is to give. 
Well, we all are giving ourselves away, and that's why the highest rate of divorce, addiction, suicide, family strife, the time we're supposed to come together the most is during the holidays, yet it is the biggest separator of family because we all give ourselves away. We say yes to things we want to say no to. We are unkind and unloving because we've been sent this incorrect message that you have to say yes and be giving at all times. Well, no, not if it doesn't meet the three criteria. Will I throw it, bring it up in the future? Will I keep score? And will I have resentment? If those are evident, then we have to say no. That's the only loving thing we can do. Because as I said, we will then take it out on them. Be passive aggressive, be angry, miserable, resentful. We won't even be present at the dinner table because we're so angry at ourselves for saying yes to something we wanted to say no to that we're blaming them and we're taking it out on them. There's no connection. And so they make some comment and we use that to bite them. We just eviscerate them. Well, that's, that's not their fault. We said yes to something we didn't want to say yes to. We have to take responsibility for that. We have to start using the magic phrase. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And, um, sorry, just drew a blank. Um, the other one is, uh, you know, I've thought about it and that just, just doesn't work for me. That's how you change the dynamic. So now the next, the next tip is this. Because we've been saying yes to things we want to say no to, this is how the fights start. When we listen at the dinner table or have discussions with our family members, we all get caught up in listening to the facts. When we listen to facts, we create fights. When we listen to emotions, we create empathy and connection. So what I mean by that is when you listen to somebody telling a story, most people listen and they'll hear something go, that wasn't true. That's not what happened. They'll, they'll get caught on the facts of what somebody's saying. That's the worst thing you can listen to in any conversation because what somebody's describing is their reality, their view of the world. So there's a politics, the health issues. There's a lot of stuff right now where everyone has very polarizing views. And so when you listen to the facts, you're sure to end up in a fight. The key is to listen to the emotions around it. So let me show you this. What do you see? What is that? It's a can of Coke, right? You can see the red label that says Coke. Try a sip. It's very sweet. Of course not. It's a bottle of water. But that's what it's called. It's called a reality argument. So your family member who sees the health crisis different than you do, sees politics different than you do, whatever it is, their reality is they're seeing a can of Coke and you're seeing a bottle of water. Well, you can't convince them to take your side of the street. That's what creates fights is the demand that you see my reality and you accept it. Well, that's what you have to let go of. And this is the, the next big tip in making your holidays really special this year. As you listen to your family members go on and on about the facts of what they believe about these topics, ignore all of that and instead listen to the emotion. Is their voice rising and falling? Do they sound angry? Do they use emotional words like frustrated, angry? Can you believe how stupid like right there, did you hear that? Can you believe how stupid these people are who voted for this? 
Here's how you respond. Wow, you sound really angry about that. Tell me more about that. What are you feeling? Well, they're just idiots. I can't believe they do this. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. That sounds really frustrating for you. That's how you listen. You identify and have empathy for their emotions. You ignore the facts. You get to have your own set of facts, and so do they. But arguing about facts, how many years, let me ask you, how many years have you been sitting at your holiday table, whether whatever your religion is, whatever it is you celebrate, and you've had the same argument about facts, religion, politics, whatever it is, has it ever changed their opinion? Not once. You've brought in studies, you've brought in books, you've brought in proof. Look, can't you see it? Well, they're not going to change their belief about the facts. And so the more we try and do that, the more we're actually responsible. We're doing what's called negative control. We're trying to control their reality and get them to see, wait a minute, you're wrong, I'm right. We'll flip the table. Do you like how they're trying to say to you, you're wrong and they're right? Of course not. We all hate that. And that's why you ignore the facts. Listening to facts creates fights. Listening to emotions creates empathy and connection. That's the secret. Ignore the facts. Listen to the emotions. So if you want to change your holidays this year, those are the tips for you. Let's go over them again. The first thing is this. Stop saying yes. Stop giving yourself away. It is not kind and loving to give to others when we throw it back in their faces, when we have anger and resentment. So ask yourself, am I going to keep score? Am I going to bring this up in the future? Or will I have any resentment if I do these things? Whatever it may be, if you think you will, then you must say no. Now, if saying no is difficult for you, because it, for most people it is because of childhood, use the two magic phrases. The first one is, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. And the second one is, you know, I've thought about it, and that just doesn't work for me. And then repeat that, no matter what, how much they attack you. Don't get sucked into the fight. Don't fight about facts. And whether your facts and whether why it doesn't work for you, you don't have to justify it. Don't fight facts. Just repeat the magic phrase. You know, I've thought about it. It just doesn't work for me. And if they keep going, eventually and go, you know, I've given you my decision. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Boom. You just put an end to the conversation. And then finally, when it comes to those discussions that create all the discord about whether it's, you know, all the things going on in the world or about family members, family members who should be doing this or should be doing that. I can't believe they're married to this person. Can you believe, you know, because that happens a lot too during the holidays is everyone disparages everybody else's spouse and everybody else's in-laws. Ignore the facts. Focus on the emotions. Remember, facts create fights. Listening for emotions creates empathy and connection. So if you focus on those several things, the two magic phrases, the three questions to ask yourself, and then the two, the, the keys, the difference between listening. So those seven tips, if you focus on that, this will be the best holiday ever. Enjoy it. I hope you all have peace. 
I hope you all have connection. I hope you all feel loved and safe for the first time. I know it. If you put these seven tips in place, you're going to have an incredibly connected, safe, loving holiday that we all deserve. So enjoy it, everybody.